Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Impact Podcast, how to get noticed, motivate millions, and make a difference in a noisy world. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with the star of our show, the the wonderful, the magnificent Ken (laughs) MacArthur. Hey, Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Scott. (laughs) How's the magnificent Scott Patton? Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing magnificently. Thank you very much. Uh, you're over on the East Coast, and I keep hearing about uh, rumors of snowstorms and hurricanes <laughs> and uh, everything else. And I'm on the West Coast, and today the sun is shining, uh, and yeah. I don't need a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always get the opposite of whatever whatever you get. And uh, this winter has just been kind of unbelievable. It's been a storm. Uh, my wife was figuring out it was a storm every five days or something like wow. that. Wow. A big one, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm we're not talking about, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not talking about little, uh, you know, oh, it just uh, dusted off a little bit of snow today, dear. We're talking about a lot of yeah, wind uh, and snow, right? Yeah, cold. Staying. Staying. <laughs> yeah. uh, so one of the... Uh, a lot of the things I love doing is getting, going over to www.kenmacarthur.com and reading your blog because you always come up with uh, very interesting, I think, timely and thought-provoking commentary. And, uh, and of course, it really helps to be involved in, in a community like Tobri where you have thousands and thousands of people that are are, are as part of that community, are are communicating and talking, and yeah. and and you, and I think just recently you posted a, a, just a great blog post titled "Acting Like Superman: Is This True or Are You Delusional?" Which came from a quote on Tobri, and and you've got a picture of Superman's crest, you know, the big S, <laughs> and yeah, the and emblem. I, the emblem, and I love that because my, it I, like it just really shot out for me for an unusual reason, and that is that uh, uh, I was over visiting my, my parents in uh, on Vancouver Island, a short ferry ride away from where I live, uh, a couple weeks, weeks ago, and my father is a painter. One of the things that he's done for as long as I can remember is oil paints, but he's always been a uh, scenery guy. He would paint, you know, the barn that he near where my mom grew up, and he would paint the wheat fields and then he would paint mountains and Australian scenes of where we were in Australia and different things like that. And every he's very, very uh, fearful of doing people. But he would do the backs of people and yeah. he would know, you know, like or in the distance, you know, and you would recognize them as my sons or my mom or my sister, yeah. that sort of stuff. But he's never ever painted me, right? Uh-huh. Which has become this big joke around the family about hey you love you like my sister more than me because you did two paintings <laughs> of her sort of thing right <clears throat> and so I was kidding with him and uh, and I said and I and I thought you know rather than just you know try and find some picture of me that that you know he won't be happy painting uh, and I happen to be a Superman fan as I said why don't you paint I'd really like you to paint me the crest of Superman right <laughs> and he being 82 years old is. Um, uh-huh. He's not, he's like, he's completely frustrated with his computer all the time, right? Uh, but he keeps working at it, keeps working at it, keeps working at it. Now he can use Skype and he'll Skype me. And now he, you know, he does his email and he does do, you know, 
online research and things that are of interest to him and everything else. But every time he gets a new computer, of course, it's, I mean, he knows enough to do just barely those basic tasks because his mind just doesn't work that way, hasn't grown up with it like, like I have or like, uh, you know, my sons have. So all, every time I go over, there's this, can you help me figure out this problem, right? So after I told him I wanted the Superman thing, he said, well, okay, you know, get me a picture of it and print it out and, and, and he'll, he'll think of some funny way to do this, right? And, uh, and so what I did was I took the crest, and it's very similar to the one you have in your blog post, and I made it the wallpaper of his computer. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, it reminds him every time he boots up his computer, and he has no clue how to get rid of it, right? <laughs> and he knows better yeah. than to ask me because I'm not. Method. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, so we had this huge laugh. Of course, you know, he, he didn't say anything. And I said, have you been on your computer lately? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Dude. yeah, so we, uh, you know, and, and I think that uh, it's, yeah, it was just a great, it was a great thing. And then I saw that emblem and I thought, oh, that's really cool. And then, of course, the, the quote that you, and your response to the quote, I thought was, uh, was amazing, right? So what started this whole thing, everybody, was a quote on Tobri that went, if I have the belief that I can do it, I shall surely acquire the capacity to do it, even if I may not have it at the beginning. And uh, so you thought about that, and, and what were your, were your conclusions, Ken? Well, you know, we we often think, uh, you know, all all of these uh, kinds of positive thinking things that we that we do, because obviously, you know, having a positive attitude and and those kinds of things makes a huge difference in our success level. Yeah. And typically, uh, as they say, if you think you can do something or think you can't do something, you're probably right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that kind of a of a quote. But, but you know, quotes when we when we see quotes, uh, maybe we ought to take a second look at them. You know, because mm -hmm. sometimes they sound really, really good, and uh, they may be partially true. But but if you really take a second look at it, you wonder is that really true? And so many people, of course, have been caught up in the whole thing with with the secret because that got a lot of uh, of uh, publicity and things like that, right. and. A lot of people have spiritual feelings about uh, about what it uh, what it takes for them to achieve their goals and those kinds of things. So there, there's very complicated kinds of issues. But you know, the the statement was, if I have the belief I can do it, I shall surely acquire the capacity to do it, even if I may not have it at the beginning. And that sounds really good. But as much as we'd like to think that, it's just not true because there's uh, <laughs> there is such a thing as being delusional. If you don't think <laughs> you can do something, you know you're more likely to be able unable to do it. You know, if you think you can't do it, uh, then you're probably more likely that you can't do it. Yeah, but and you might you think, be right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like I think of doing a triple backflip swan dive from the tenth. Uh, 30 feet up board. And you and think you can't do it? I think I can't do it, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, you know? Now, yeah, exactly right. I might if I put my, t my, my mind and effort and I got a really good coach and started off at the, at the small board and everything yeah. else. Yeah, you know, exactly. I might be able to build, build up to it, but 
the other side of it is, you know, what is my desire to do that, right? And, right. And would I ever be able to do it, because I'm 54 years old, would I ever be able to be a, uh Olympic gold medalist? I think that that would be delusional. Mm. Right. Well, that, that could be uh, certainly certainly for you in particular. Now, it's not saying that somebody couldn't become an Olympic gold medalist at age 54 because we've seen amazing things, right? Right. But uh, if I just started, if I had started diving when I was four, yeah, and I had continued it up, then I think that I would have no problem being. You know, if I won, I think if I won gold at at 18, I probably could continue going and going and going and going and going. And, yeah. and and my motor skills might be so finely tuned that the the age factor. I mean, it's not like being a hockey player or a football player at 54, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe I should have used that as a better example. Like, you know, if you're, you know, I don't I don't think we'll ever see. Although we see 40 year old uh, hockey players that are <laughs> at their at their limit, but I'm not that. You know, those genetics, so that training, and that. Uh, um, Experience is not my experience, and I think oftentimes where we've come from and what we've done, uh, you know, helps to create where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're a product of our experiences and our attitudes. So our skills and our attitudes, our innate abilities and our attitudes. So all of those things factor in, you know, to our to our eventual success or failure. But um, but one thing, you know, standing all by itself uh, doesn't make it, uh, it possible. In other words, if you have a really, really wonderful uh, body and a very, very lousy attitude, you're still unlikely to achieve, you know, great uh, success in, uh, in doing something physical, you know. Or the other way around, if you, have, uh, if you have a great attitude but you just don't have the innate skill to do it, then then it's less likely. Now, that doesn't mean you can't learn stuff. Um, you know, I use the example of, of the presidency. You can apply that to the leader of any country. But um, a lot of people in the United States uh, actually want to be the president. I certainly wouldn't want to be, and <laughs> hopefully most people don't want to be. But there are a lot of people out there that would like to be president, right? And some people actually truly believe that they can. They've built up a history and experience. Maybe they're a senator or a congressman or a governor or something like that. There are a lot of those people out there that think that they could actually do it, and they believe that they can do it. Uh, but very few people actually get the capacity to do it, and uh, and have the right timing, the right skills, being in the right place at the right time, um, and actually become president. You know, that's a very, very limited kind of a list out of all of the people that have wanted to and thought that they could do it. And uh, and actually, the, the, the converse of that is that there are a few who have actually done it who didn't think that they could. <laughs> so, <laughs> So have right. you ever done anything that you just didn't think you could do? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't have the capacity. So we know it's not all in our mind, you know. We know that, that uh, thinking it and believing it is not enough to make it happen all by itself. Well, and, and you need to do it. Yeah, yeah, you actually have to actually take action and, and those kind of things. And there are lots of different factors. Now, what does that... 
the 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 nice thing about uh, about all this stuff from the standpoint, you know, that could get very discouraging. What if it's it's all luck and it's all timing and it's all um, and it's all uh, you know who you know or or you know those kinds of factors? Well, you know, what do you do about life in a situation like that when your your ability to achieve any specific goal is probably fairly small? You know, if you start out right. Well, the, the, the flip side of that is that there are endless opportunities to do things. You know, every single day we have countless opportunities. And if I can't be the president this year, maybe I can be the president next year, next, uh, um, in the next election. Or if, if I can't be president, maybe I can do something that's even more meaningful. Or, you know, the, the options just go on and on forever. Right. And we know that we can apply the skills that we have, the, the knowledge that we have, uh, to give ourselves a better chance. And we know that we can treat uh, people in certain ways that will increase our odds of success. And we know and that our, we have our odds of happiness. Advocacy. Yeah, and our odd, odds of happiness, right? I mean, yeah, oftentimes, absolutely. you know, there are ways of treating people where you create a pretty miserable environment for yourself, and there are ways of treating people where you create a wonderful environment for yourself. Yeah. And I think part of the key to this, too, is being honest with yourself and being in aware of, I don't want to say, like aware of your desires. And when you were talking, you reminded me of something, and you're um, probably one of now, and now everybody hearing this will know, obviously, but, but Ken, right now, you're one of th four people in the world that know what I'm about, that are about to learn what I'm about to tell you, right? <laughs> I hope I hope that impresses you. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking singing lessons, ah. and, and I'm not. It's not really something that I wanted to. And I guess now I am shouting it out to, uh, from the rooftops, right? But I've uh, uh, you know I've throughout my life, you know, my dad was at church, and he said, "Well, you know, you sang that hymn really well. Like you're a good singer." And I've never really performed in a singing fashion. Yeah. In t I'm yeah. talking about like real a song, not a, actually did a rap, but anyway, that's a different story. And and so I was thinking the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know, I'd really like to develop that aspect of my personality and mm -hmm. have that experience. And it happened to be, I, and it was just like a flitting thought, right? And yeah. then I was uh, with my girlfriend at a. Uh, event and they had one of these poster walls with all these posters on it and there was this thing that you pull off the number like you know how they have all those little numbers at the bottom for a singing group right yeah. so i pulled that down i called uh, the place and they said they and they she asked me to you know sing a few notes and said you know and i'm like totally untrained right i yeah. can f i can sing along in the car sort of thing like <laughs> everybody can and uh, she said, well, you know, it would be really hard for you to, you, need, you really need lessons and you need to have your voice trained and stuff like this, right? And, yeah. and of course, she has, a, you know, she's a teacher, a music, yeah. a singing teacher, right? So right then I said, okay, let's do some lessons, right? So each week I go and I spend an hour with her and she's yeah, always sure. really delighted because I'm sure she gets people that just can't hit a note ever, right? And I couldn't yeah. hit it, but then I got closer. And, and each week there's been these good, good uh, you know we do these technical things and we also practice a single song and it's coming along re really nicely right yeah and i'm never going to be and i have no intention of being a top 40 pop star <laughs> or anything right. like that right but 
it it will impact my speaking career because yeah. as you know I get up on stage and I talk and this is going to increase my confidence it's also going to give me better range better expression better all sorts of things not the purpose of doing it the purpose of doing it was to be able to surprise my parents or my girlfriend with a song out of the blue uh, right you know great. a little per, you know private performance but there are benefits that occur from that and i think as we go through life all the different things that we do to create the foundation for us to be able to go to another level that we could never have gone to mm -hmm. before, right? If I hadn't spent the last 10 years being on people's stages around the world talking about podcasting and blogging and mobile marketing and apps and all that sort of stuff, I never ever would have thought of singing in front yeah. of somebody, right? But yeah. now it's like, because what happened actually was I was uh, speaking at an event last last year and I thought, What's harder in front of than? Because what's the number one fear people have? Public speaking. Okay. Mm. So then I asked the question. Well, what's more fearful than speaking in public? And the answer came to me immediately: singing. Yeah. You know, it's one yeah. thing to stand up in front of 150 people and talk about something. It's quite another thing to stand up in front of 150 people and sing and dance. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <know>? Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> So a part of me was like, okay, that's really fearful. Let's do it, right? <laughs> uh, cool. You know, that that's interesting because when um, I actually went back to school, I went back to college um, after uh, having about 14 years off uh, from high school. And, um, and uh, it was an interesting experience because I decided to go back as a music major. And at the oh, time, I didn't play an instrument. Um, I didn't even know the notes on a bass clef, and I was a singer uh, in that I'd sung in the church choir and, and stuff like that uh, all my life. But um, but I didn't even know the notes on a bass clef, and I was a bass. So, <laughs> so, so you can learn these skills. You can learn these skills. I went on to get a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and... Um, and you can learn skills. Uh, it's just good. It's good to have the the foundation. You know, we always want to have the solid foundation that we need, and we need the attitude uh, to put on top of that for sure. And if we've got solid foundation, we've got solid attitude, and we take action, and we do it in time, <laughs> then something will actually get done. Right. Right. And I think if. And I think the time aspect is really important. I was—I forget whose book I was. I was reading a book, and the guy said basically it takes like a thousand hours of practice to get um, okay at a skill, another thousand hours to get uh, pretty good, and a third thousand to be uh, an expert. And it, may, it might be ten thousand hours to be to really get to that level. So that can be discouraging until you think, well, you know. I've actually spent 10,000 hours singing in my car to the music on the radio. So, yeah. it, although I hadn't sung properly, I, I have a, I have more of an ear than if I'd lived my whole life in silence and never heard any singing, right? Yeah. So sometimes and you can. All I was going to say is sometimes you can take the skills that you've learned from one area and apply them and shortcut this. Oh, absolutely. It's Hopefully time. we're taking everything that we've learned all throughout our life. I mean, you you were just uh, talking about how you took 
the fact that you were leveraging some of the fact that you'd been on stage and stuff like that. Those those kind of things that you learn through that experience will help you when you get in front of your your family and, and have that first uh, performance. So that's right. That's right. So hopefully we apply everything you know that we that we possibly can. So speaking of time, Ken, you were telling me before we went on the air uh, that you were checking out your time. <laughs> that's right. I really want to make sh- I want to make sure we shared that with everybody because I thought it was very interesting. Okay. Well, I, you know, it, it, it is interesting. You know, we, we think that, uh, you know, we assume that we go in that normal progression, you know, where we start out young and we get better and we get more successful and, and we, we, uh, we get older as we go along and we have an anticipated life expectancy, you know, that we just think is going to happen. And so I went out and I did uh, online. Uh, you can go online and just search for life expectancy calculator, and you can uh, get quite comprehensive uh, ways of, of uh, figuring out how many hours, how many days you got left on the earth. And so I went through that wow. process, put put through all all of my health history and my family's health history and my activity levels and you know, my height and my weight and all of my medical problems and stuff like that, and calculated how many uh, days I had left. And it basically came up to having 29.2 years left in my life. And um, that takes me all the way to, to 92 years old. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, but that's, you know, only 350 months approximately, 350.4 actually, or 10,000 days, or 250,000 hours, or 15 million minutes, or 920 uh, million seconds, you know. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and, and, and we do things with that time, right? Uh, we spend about eight, uh, according, according to the uh, labor statistics, uh, Americans, uh, you um, actually spend uh, an average of 8.57 hours of sleeping and you spend about a half hour grooming and an hour and 11 minutes uh, eating and drinking and you got uh, you know uh, almost an hour worth of housework in there and then you got to uh, you know prep your food and clean up and you got to take care of your lawn and your pets and your buying stuff and helping out other household members and stuff like that. When right. you get down to it, you got about 15.11 uh, hours um, sleeping and maintaining yourself, right? Uh, so that means I've got about 94,000 hours left to make a difference. <laughs> so, so that's it, maybe, right? Yeah. Because uh, we don't know what's going to happen to us. And I was just uh, talking to you a little bit before about uh, having a young kid that went on a youth trip with us, and he was going to be a, a model. I mean, he had these great looks, and uh, he had all the girls swarming around him. And, and you know, he really started to get a service attitude and doing some of the projects. We went down to uh, help do cleanup after Hurricane Katrina and then we went up to Maine, and, and we were helping uh, homeless people up there. And this was just a golden kid. I mean, he was poised, excited. He graduated from high school, and he was ready to go out there and conquer wow. the world. He was going to get married. He was going to have this exciting life. And he was driving home uh, in the dark in the winter on a, on a country road. And... 
uh, a spider came down from the roof, you know. It, it had crawled up somewhere on the side of the window or something like that. And, you know, it might have gone one way or another way. It might have uh, paused there in the corner or something like that. But as happenstance would have it, um, the spider came uh, up on the roof uh, in the pickup truck that he was driving and decided to descend right in front of his face at the particular moment that he was uh, headed down this icy uh, country road in the middle of the night. And he did what you and I would do or anybody else. He kind of swiped the thing out of his face, and in that instant he went off of the road, uh, rammed into a telephone pole, oh. was instantly uh, paralyzed from the neck down. Um, he survived the crash, uh, but they really had a prognosis that uh, he was never going to walk again. He was never going to move. His, his, his odds of ever, ever walking again um, were, were next to nothing. And through months and months and months of uh, rehab and stuff like that, he was lucky in that he was able to get the support of a church family and friends from the the uh, youth group and stuff that really helped them through a huge financial crisis and everything else. He did get up to the day where he was actually able to to uh, stand up, supported against the wall, and eventually was able to walk and and uh, had an amazing recovery. But we don't realize, you know, when we stop to think about our life, we don't think that that could happen in an instant, one instant. Yep. He's He's alive and, and vibrant and ready to go, and the next instant his life has changed forever. And we think that life's going to keep going the way it always has, right? Right. The only thing is it never does. Yeah, it always changes. <laughs> it always changes every single time. So we have a limited amount of time here, uh, you know, to go, to go out and make a difference. And so, you know, take the things that we're teaching you, take the things that, uh, that so many people have to share uh, to help you learn the skills and develop the attitude, but don't wait, because if you're waiting for life to happen to you, you've just missed part of it. Well, what, uh, what can anyone add to that, Ken? That was uh, pretty powerful stuff. Well, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you, Scott. Uh, <laughs> you're a pretty amazing guy. And, Thank you. And, and I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to do these uh, podcasts with you. Me too. So everybody, head over to Tobri, T-O-B-R-I dot com. If you're not a member, join. If you are a member, say hi to somebody. Reach out. <laughs> And uh, if you don't know who, gee, Ken and I might be good places to start. Absolutely. And then JV Alert Live is coming up. And it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it the day after it goes up or six months or a year from now, it's... <laughs> There's always one coming up. As a There's always fact. one coming up. Yeah, we've got June coming up in Washington, D.C. And, uh, and just a week from now, I'll be headed out towards uh, Orlando, so... That's right. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing experience. You meet a lot of people. And the cool thing, too, I mean, those of you that know, know. I don't have to say anything to you. You're on your way. Those of you that don't, if, you, uh, if you've never spent any time with Ken, then all you do is uh, 
go up to this big teddy bear who's standing by the door and won't let you by <laughs> without saying hello and introduce yourself and then he will look after you for the next uh, three or four days. Yeah, it's always wonderful to meet new people and, and to spend time with uh, the, the amazing people that we've gotten to know. It's really a family of people that are so supportive of each other and we'd like to welcome everybody into it. That's right. And if you're, oh, I did a, um, I hate calling it white paper or special report. I started writing about uh, what I see. In, it, hmm, 10 billion iPhone apps have been downloaded. Wow. And, yeah, and so if you're not on the in the iPhone app store in some way, shape, or form, you are missing out on a tremendous source of basically free traffic. And let me tell you something else. N nobody, uh, I mean, in terms of if you compare it to Google, right, like so internet marketing, if you search in Google, 300 million websites pop up. You search for it in the iTunes store, there might be like, I don't know, 30 apps. So yeah. if you have a story or, or something you want, information you want to get out, I think there's a great opportunity to do that. So I was thinking about how to do that, because not just how to make an app. That's actually the easiest part of the whole thing, but what sort of strategy do you need? And, yeah. uh, and how do you put it together and all those sort of things? And I came up with what I call lead apps, which are apps that create uh, leads for your business. And uh, also things for authors and uh, anyway, so I put together what was supposed to be like a 10 page just document that I would give to my programmers for creating apps and it turned into about a 30 odd page um, document on the on unwebonomics is what it's called. So if you want it, it's free. Uh, you don't have to give me your email address or anything. You just go to www.meetscottpatton.com and um, Ken, I sent you version one, so I'm probably at version like eight right now, so I'm going to send you another copy of it so okay. you can see what, what it is that we're talking about. But uh, yeah, head over to www.meetscottpatton.com and download it. Uh, let me know what you think and feed, give me feedback, and uh, I would appreciate that. And if you want to connect closer with Ken, go to kenmacarthur.com, which is K-E-N. M-C-A-R-T-H-U-R.com and leave comments on his blogs because he makes some great, uh, interesting uh, posts there, like the one we talked about today. Are you delusional? Well, thank you so much for this time together and, uh, and hope to see you real soon. Yeah, me too, Ken. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.